Holm and welcoming you to the Prairie Doc radio program. Rick Holm, our Prairie Doc, is in the studio ready to answer your questions of a medical nature. Dr. Holm's specialty is internal medicine. He's worked with the Avira Medical Group Brookings and has served as a clinical professor at the University of South Dakota Sanford's group School of Medicine. I see Sanford's in the news again this morning. Oh. He's giving a million dollars to the Sioux Falls Zoo. Isn't he a fine person? Yes. Yes. Okay. Good morning, Dr. Holmes. Well, I think it's a good thing. I mean, I think philanthropy is a beautiful and wonderful thing. If there are these people who are ultra-rich, uh, you know, the, that, uh, that uh, and however it is that they got there, I mean, part of T. Denny Sanford's... Uh, uh, success has been to do with credit card uh, business, uh, and one can argue that uh, well, the poor people are the ones who are disadvantaged by that. I mean, you know, it can go on and on. But uh, rich people are rich people, and it's wonderful that uh, they're the, when they are willing to give. And I see to that share the wealth. Right. I see that with uh, some rich people and not with others. So it's interesting. Yeah. You know. Some of them think it's going to be in the casket with them, I think. You know, just take the money nope, with them. It, won't. it just doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah, it won't they might as well them. give it away now. Uh, you know, all these, these last two years as I've been uh, looking at cancer, I've been thinking about um, m- m- my uh, uh, future. Your legacy. And what my you legacy. Behind. And what am I going to leave behind? And, and you know, mm-hmm. is there... You know the gifts and so on and so forth, and and my my, uh, of course you worry about your family. You want your family to be secure, and then you worry about your, in particular, your wife that she doesn't. She's going to live a long, long time and do very well, and she's going to need some money to be able to travel and and you know enjoy her life. Enjoy your life yep. as the time comes. So I, you know, I, I, I don't I don't want to throw it away as I'm leaving, but I certainly don't. Um, worry about carrying with it carrying it with me <laughs> to the grave i, I mean, don't think you have to worry about leaving stuff. a legacy dr home you have created a legacy it, it, it will live on oh thank you it truly yeah, will Bob. so have you heard the joke no uh, uh no, an elderly man laid in his deathbed and yes. his three sons surrounded him and he said i know it sounds funny but when i die i want you to bury me with my money so he expired and the first son went to the funeral and walked up to the front of the church with a big briefcase of cash and laid at his dad's feet. Second son did the third, did the same. Third son came up and dropped a piece of paper in there. After the service, they said, what was that? And he said, well, dad wanted it to be buried with his money, so I just wrote him out a check. Yes, a check. <laughs> I uh, bet it will never be check. cash. <laughs> bad joke, bad joke. Oh. Uh, so I didn't see this thing in the newspaper. Talk well, to me about Well, last this. night I opened up my Brookings Register, as I want to do, and uh, on the front page was an article about the you should register now for the final gift seminar. And I thought... This should be of interest to Dr. Holm. And on the second page, there is a picture of Dr. Holm. And, of course, he's involved in the Final Gifts Seminar. And this is a seminar that will take place Thursday, August 30th. And the, uh, it will run from 1230 to 4 at the Community Life Center, which is at the corner of 6th and 7th. And, of course, it's right across the street from that infamous law practice. Yes. So it's easy to find. Ribstein Hogan. Ribstein Hogan. If you see Ribstein Hogan right across the street, 
I don't know which is better known. I got a feeling maybe Community Life Center might be better known of the two buildings. But that's where it will occur from 1230 to 4 in the afternoon. And it's featuring Maggie Callanan, who really is a world-renowned speaker. And she, uh, you can tell us what she speaks in. But along with her will be Dr. Richard P. Holm. Tell us about this seminar, Dr. Holm. All right. So I got to, uh, so she wrote this book, The Final Gifts, with another author, two of them. Uh, did the book. You know, Maggie did the majority of it, I think, probably, and it was about hospice. And the first third was about what is hospice and how it works and and the the, the evolution and history and the present story of it. The second half was third. I mean, the second third was about end-of-life stories, near-death experiences, people who die, you know, and then come back and they tell the stories of what happened going down along tunnel and the light and the angels and all these things and uh, <clears throat> and people uh, angels standing around beds and and people at the end of their lives uh, opening their eyes looking around the room at the people that are there not the ones that are really there but the ghosts or the ancestors of that the, they're or, seeing that are they're mm-hmm. seeing and then they 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 look uh, and they go it's going to be all right and then they die and I've seen that personally myself. Um, and then the, but, um, and I thought that was the cheesiest part of the book on my review. And the third part was about how to help people at the end of their lives uh, be reassured, uh, h- help them to resolve unresolved conflicts in their lives uh, before they die, and, uh, and, and to listen, to learn to listen to them. So it was a beautiful book, and I uh, was asked to write a review. I hadn't read the book. Somebody wrote and asked me to write a review, and so I did. And the review was, I came, you know, I didn't know what I was going to say. I thought for sure I was going to come out fairly negative after uh, about a third of the way into it, and then it got better, and then it got better, and I wrote the review, and it was a pretty good review. I mean, if I, were, if I had written Final Gifts, the book, I would have been pretty happy about it. Well, it was Maggie Callanan. And uh, she saw the review maybe a year after I had written it, and it was in the Journal of the American Medical Association. And uh, she wrote, she called me and said, uh, thank, you. Uh, uh, thank you for this, you know. Uh, she was, she was very she pleased it. with your review, well, especially I, it, it appeared in a prestigious journal. Yeah. So I'm sure she appreciated so th- that. So this was maybe, oh, 10 years ago. Okay. Five, 10 years ago, something like that. And... Uh, <clears throat> So I had said to her at the time when she had called that she should be on my television show. I wanted her on my show. Uh, And uh, this last year, I had a show on end-of-life care, and I had two experts in the room, and I I Skyped her in from Connecticut. And so she was on the the show, and it was a Skype deal, and it was really pretty good. Uh, She was superb. And I thought, you know what? We need her alive in Brookings. I want her alive. I don't want anyone else on the show. It's just her and me. I'd love to have that. And so um, I'm, uh, I was endeavoring to get that arranged when we started talking about the book. And she really came to my rescue and helped me in a great deal on finishing off the book by providing information about how to get self-published. and, and She was a big help. So huh? She was a big help. Yeah, good. And, and I became a big collaborator with her. I mean, we interacted so and so forth. And we arranged for her to 
be on my television show August the 30th. I told her, you know, it's all volunteer. Nobody is ever paid to be on that television show. I mean, it's all, everybody is a volunteer guest and host, by the way. And um, <clears throat> she said, well, that's all. I, I'll do it. I, I, I just need to have another gig that's usually a paying gig that gets me out there, you know. Which makes sense. And she's and I said, well, where, when does that happen? I mean, how do I get this? Well, she said, can't you arrange one? <laughs> so, <laughs> in your spare time, Rick, I've, I organized I say, I don't a, know how he fits a paying all this stuff gig. Well, with the okay. help of some very wonderful, giving people in this community, some of whom you know very well, Joan. We were able to arrange it. We were able to facilitate her coming, to pay for her flight, and um, and her stay. And uh, so she'll be in for the television show, and that day we will also have a conference with her. And I'm, I'm the kickoff uh, over dinner, over lunch uh, speaker, and then she'll do the afternoon. So I'd love for the people in the community of Brookings, whether you're medically oriented or not, if you're just an interested person uh, and you are uh, concerned about caring for somebody who's aging, and or who may come to a dying process, or whether you are uh, one of those people, uh, then uh, I think you're a perfect candidate to go to the show, uh, this uh, program, and then watch the show that, that evening. So that's August the 30th. All you have to do is call the hospital and ask for hospice, and then ask to... to um, Here's the name of who to call. To register, contact Home Health and Hospice Director Lynn Kaufman, and the number is, if you'd really like to register for this, it will be August 30th in the afternoon, 696-8090. If you don't write that down, you can just call the hospital, the hospital and they'll they'll fill and, you in. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't, I tried to speed read it just now. I'm terrible at speed reading. Is there a charge for the conference? There'll be, there's a, I think, think there's a $50 charge uh, f uh, for the professional uh, okay. component. I think it might okay. be $50. It pays for lunch. Um, okay. Peron is going to do the lunch. Oh, and it's gonna be at outstanding. The, it's going to be in that uh, Community Life Center uh, where you park next to right. Gas and More, across from the, the Ribstein Hogan the infamous law, law firm. Uh, firm <laughs> and and it, um, so uh, I, I really think it would be worth, okay. worth your while to hear Very her. worthwhile. And once again, just call the hospice or call the hospital in the number is 696-8090. Well, we're going to take a first break. We'd love to uh, hear from you if you have any questions. We did have one person calling with a question just a minute ago, and we guarantee we will get to that right after these words. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. We're happy to have you listening. Dr. Rick Holm is here, ready to answer your questions of any medical nature. And we well, had a, we well, have to talk ahead. to Bob about staring into the mystic. Okay. Explain that now, Bob. Well, it's just an old saying, and, and I, I don't know. It's funny the things that stick in your head, isn't it? But yeah. a person in the last few hours of their death, my grandfather, I witnessed this myself, you know, laid in bed after having been unconscious for the longest time and was fully awake and had this glow about him and was staring off over our shoulders at someone standing in the corner and that was known as staring into, into the, the mystic. mystic and that just stuck with me. Well, that's an Irish... Uh, well, it's, it's Irish or Scottish, I can't remember which, but mm -hmm. it's, um, you know, back mystic. in the day you would go in and all your 
kinsmen would gather around and the fifes would be playing with the bagpipes so they would say he's staring into the mystic which meant you don't have long for this world you're coming yeah interesting Uh, term yeah yeah and van morrison had are you you going to too are you going to well i play that song as we exit this i can see what i can do for you i'd love to hear that uh that song that would be wonderful we had an interesting call come in during during the first uh, segment of this program and it's a woman in her 60s is concerned about this. She had a visual aura for for almost 20 minutes. She saw bright lights, and then she had trouble thinking of words and names. Her speech was slow and slurred. This lasted for about 20 minutes. Should she have gone to the doctor? So uh, this is a very classic migraine headache uh, oh, with a visual aura. I've never aura. had a migraine. I don't want to have one. I no. did not know no, that. No, no, you have a, That's a classic an aura. migraine. Uh, with visual ch- changes, sometimes when people see snakes kind of going across their eyes, they'll have these, um, there's names for those. Uh, and uh, those kind of, of things are related to vascular spasm and dilation, uh, which goes with the, the headaches. Uh, and I, you know, I, I thought I knew everything about migraine headaches, and then I had Carol Miles, I mean, Carol Nelson, Dr. Nelson, Carol uh, Miles Nelson as my guest uh, two years ago, three years ago, and um, oh my God, gosh, there's been changes in uh, what they know and understand about migraine headaches, uh, and <clears throat> but that's an aura. Is it unusual for someone in their 60s to have their first migraine? Yes, it, it is. It is unusual. Most of okay. the migraine headaches are in women, and they're in younger women, and sometimes they go away as they age. So when there are new ones, I, I certainly would go to the, the to your physician talk about it. Uh, okay. I don't know if it merits an MRI of the brain or a CAT scan. It, it, it certainly... Uh, Li- very, very likely, if that's done, uh, we'll find nothing, and it's it's just one of those uh, deals. A migraine, right? But you know, you worry. Could it be a stroke or not? My, you know, you would do carotid ultrasounds, perhaps, and an MRI of the brain, and one would if. So it'd be worth visiting the doctor. I tell, so. even though you're not experiencing it now, you experienced it for the first time at 30. If you never had this as a younger person. It might be worth seeing your physician. Now, it's interesting. Joni didn't have migraines until her 40s and 50s. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not saying that this is absolutely uh, what it is, but I, I would talk to your physician or your care provider about it. Um, but anyway, it's a fun thing. We're going to have Carol Miles as our guest in September uh, to do migraine headaches again. We skipped it this last year. We did it two years running before that. And, uh, you know, it's just about the most fascinating story uh, and show because she is a wonderful neurologist uh, with a special packet of knowledge um, and, and ways to help people, um, uh, many ways uh, that uh, have lived with m- misery for a long time and they're g- given uh, some kinds of relief. I will say also, though, there are people who don't get relief. No matter who you go to, no matter what you spend, no matter all the fancy medicine, sometimes people who have migraines just have migraines and there's nothing to do. It's really tough. Yeah. There's some things that you you just feel so bad that people suffer from them and you kind of uh, thank God you don't. (laughs) That's about it. You know, you hear about it, it sounds debilitating and 
there's nothing that can be done for it. It's very That's tough. Right. That's right. Well, we're due to take our second break. Any other questions, give us a call, 692-1430. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. Happy to have you listening today. We've talked a bit about migraines. We appreciate that call coming in, and we do hope you get the help you need so you don't have to face any more of that. It's just right. tough. You know, we haven't had another call, but I do know that you enjoy mentioning the program that's going to be on your television program tomorrow night. And another thing that's very tough on people is if you have diabetes and there aren't always good answers for it. It's no. improved a lot over the years, but tomorrow night you will be discussing diabetes, correct? It's one of my favorite shows. It was with Ken Bartholomew, a family uh, medicine doctor, and Philip Meyer, an internal medicine doctor, both from Peer. And they flew out on a November uh, uh, afternoon and and we brought them in for the show that night and we talked all about diabetes uh, and we'd had uh, endocrinologists 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 but uh, this time we had primary care doctors you know who are the first line people and who care for many diabetics I mean if you're doing primary care you're doing diabetology and you know uh, I'm gonna interrupt you because yeah. because I can no. <laughs> I can't but usually when I know that it's going to be a pre-taped program and I know it's on and we're going to discuss it today, last night I pulled it up on Dr. Oh. Holmes' website. Oh, you watched Those it. two are so enjoyable. I mean, it was last November. I missed it last November. Yeah. I caught it last night. They are really good. Oh, and I you, would you, tell anyone, if you want to catch any of Dr. Holmes' previous programs, you can do so. Just go to his website, Healing Words. No. No, Prairie Doc. Prairie Doc. Dot O-R-G. And you can pull up any of his go, shows. Go and through they the library. It's just free. It's fascinating to watch. Free. But these two guys, you could just tell you really enjoyed them. And they uh, were good. And they gave it from a, a doctor's perspective that isn't a specialist. He's an internal or he's a family practice physician dealing with people with diabetes day in and day out. And their their perspective was really enjoyable. Well, you know, and when you have people who are your dear friends, you know, that you've known for many years and you've interacted on many other levels, you know, and sat in conferences and had erudite conversations about uh, a subtle diagnosis that was missed and what could have been or should have been done and those, those kinds of things. You know them from multiple other television shows they've been on. You've been on committees with them. These are dear friends that you've known over many, many years. That comes across on the program, I'll tell you. Did it? it really? It really did. It really did. You uh. could just tell you were enjoying it. You did a wonderful, well, of course, you always do a wonderful discussion on the topic. But diabetes, you were talking about current things that might be happening in diabetes. Maybe you want to just give people a clue. It, it has gotten better, hasn't it, the treatment for it? Well, I think we we are doing better. We are, we're be, better able to tighten the control with uh, oral meds that we've, uh, that, uh, we've had in the past. I mean, metformin is, is a generic, and it's cheap, and it's wonderful, and it helps re, uh, prevent uh, weight gain, and uh, that's one thing. The second is there's some new injections Sometimes you do an injection a day, sometimes it's a, an injection a week that allows you the opportunity to lose more weight and to control the diabetes. And the data has just come in. I mean, this was last week's New England Journal of Medicine 
that people on these new medicines uh, uh, live longer uh, and better. Uh, and so uh, there are new medications that are available. Uh, and now we have uh, people who need insulin. There are pumps that, are, that have feedback loops that are happening now more and more where they can monitor. It will monitor the sugar level in your blood and it will adjust the pump according to the sugar levels and we're getting there. It's, it's an amazing uh, time. Now we're not quite where we should be yet. Well, there's uh, positive things happening, but the negative is that type two is increasing, right? Well, it goes with obesity, and there's right. an epidemic of obesity. So in this there's country. more diabetes in, in this country. Actually, in, in this whole world, it's not it's just our country. Everywhere, and we don't know why. I mean, we we speculate that it's oh, it's fast food, or it's because we've uh, it's corn syrup, or it's because we're eating more carbohydrates. Uh, but but the truth is, <clears throat> it may be something that's happening while the baby's within the womb. Uh, maybe it has to do with genetic changes, the epigenics that are changing in our environment. Uh, maybe it has to do with World War II, you know, and or maybe it's it's something that we're spraying in our air or drinking uh, the container that from in which coffee is being um, served. Or maybe we're just eating more? Or maybe there's enough food <laughs> and we eat 40% more than we need. And of course, lack in exercise, as Bob just whispered Gee. to me, exercise, exercise, exercise. exercise bring yes. that up, That's Bob rather says. important. Well, we do exercise less <laughs> and we eat more. A hundred years ago, come on. We ha we People didn't did have not as much eat. Food. They did not have the sugar content that we have today available to us. Not that everybody's having all this sugar, but it's sure there. You know, there's a lot more sweeteners uh, available and more food is eaten and less exercise is done. If that doesn't increase diabetes, I don't know what. Yeah, to, that's it. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I mean, you know, the, the, the mice and rat study about how much they're going to eat if they have if they have an ad-lib diet, they will eat 40% more than they need. If you um, are controlling their environment, you have, this is, this, I've said it a bunch of times, but I, I'll go through it again. If you, uh, the experimenters, particularly in the 20s and the 30s, they had so much, exper so many experiments going on and they were realizing they could use rats and mice. So they're huge, huge uh, quantities of rats and mice were being raised in cages in the laboratories and uh, and they were f they were feeding them rat chow but they didn't know rat chow how much rat chow how, how would you like to be the producer of rat chow oh, you would <laughs> love to be but <laughs> okay, how much know. rat chow do you feed a rat um <laughs> that sounds like a rhyme doesn't it how much rat chow <laughs> but how much do you feed a rat? And the answer was they thought maybe we don't need to feed them all this rat chow that they want. You know, maybe if we control the amount that they had every day. And they found that they, the, the less rat chow they gave, the longer they lived. And their, the point of diminishing return was 40% less than they would eat naturally uh, if they had everything they could eat. In other words, you feed, give them as much rat chow as they want, they will eat 40% more than they need. And I think that's true of Humans. human chow, too. <laughs> human chow is the same tend story. We eat more than we need. And uh, the best studies that show increased longevity, I mean, there's no question about it. The most powerful 
Research data shows that if you feed a human being 40% less, they will live almost 40% longer. They'll have less cancer, diabetes, heart disease, vascular disease, uh, everything works better. Um, and, and there is where the longevity data is, except that you, how would you feel if you were told you couldn't eat 40% as much as you uh, wanted? And so the point is, human beings don't do well uh, with all the food that we can eat. And, um, and we have an epidemic because of it. That's one theory. But maybe there's something else. There could be something else, but that certainly is That's a problem. One theory. We do get heavier as, <laughs> as we eat more. Hey, we're going to take our final break. We'll be back right after these words. Hi, welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. Happy to have you listening today. Dr. Rick Holm has been here discussing various medical topics. But at the outset of the program, we were talking about uh, the Brookings Register and the fact that a seminar that you are involved in will occur August 30th. And right. I thought we should mention it one more time. And the seminar's featured speaker is Maggie Callanan, a registered nurse and a world-renowned speaker on topics relating to the care of the dying as well as coping strategies for hospice. Many people listening right now are caring for a loved one or coping with someone in hospice or you know, just dealing with this. And if you, I think this woman will be a phenomenal speaker and her program will occur August 30th in Brookings. If you'd like to register for it, uh, you can call the hospital at 696-8090 and ask for Lynn Kaufman, who's the director of the hospice care yeah. at the hospital. But more importantly, if it's something you're thinking of doing, I often like read, to, ahead of time, yeah. read a book. And a lot of you may be reading on, uh, what do you call it, Kindles or... What, yeah, wh what, whatever, whatever those what, are. Electronic books, you know, if you don't want to go out and buy the book. But you can look up on Amazon. The name of the book is Final Gifts, and then there is a longer title after it. But if you get Final Gifts, G-I-F-T-S, by Maggie Callanan, C-A-L-L-A-N-A-N. Yeah, it's not get Callahan, it's Callanan. Callanan. It's kind Callanan. of interesting. Yeah. But Final Gifts, great book, fun book. You know, it's interesting. It's just captivating. So um, it would be worth your while to read the book, go to her conference on uh, the 30th, and then... Uh, and then and yours truly will be there. And I'll be there. I'm going to give right. the noon noon give a talk kickoff. And, and, and it's nice that it's during the day too, because a lot of people interested in this may not like to yeah. drive at night when it no. gets dark. So this is daytime, August thirtieth, and uh, I don't know what day of the week. Twelve thirty, Thursday. Yeah. It's a Thursday. Okay, it's a Thursday. Okay. August. All right. All right. Well, Buy the book, read the story, and. That'd be great. Well, we do hope you enjoy it, and uh, at least if you, if you, we'd love you to attend the conference if you can. At least you've read the book and learned something. And we do hope you've all enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program, and we'll listen again for Prairie Doc, brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Why don't you follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube for free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library. And as always, you can hear and see more from Dr. Holm online at prairiedoc.org. Thanks, Rick. That's all till next week. Thank you, Joan and Bob, and stay healthy out there, people.